0: Hello there and welcome to LawPod. This is our first LawPod episode for some time. Of course, the intervention of the pandemic, unfortunately brought about a suspension of our LawPod series. I hope that all our listeners have kept well and safe during these difficult times. Today we have with us a special guest, one of my senior solicitors, Omar Khan, who was recently appointed as the practice group leader for the commercial division. As many of you know, Bryden's Lawyers established itself as a very large and successful personal injury practice, but we have been able to leverage of our expertise in litigation and personal injury to other areas. And one of those areas has been commercial law, which has grown significantly within the firm over the last few years. And we have been benefited significantly recently with the addition of Omar to the team. Thank you, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. Omar, how long have you been with the firm now? Just over six months now. So it's been a it's been
1: a great six months.
0: And in that six months, you've managed to get yourself appointed as the practice group leader.
1: Yeah, I think that you saw something in me that was positive and, and I appreciate the appointment.
0: Well, that's a very generous assessment, but we'll move on from there. Uh, no, that's very true. In fact, you have impressed me and the firm and your colleagues very much so with your application and your understanding and knowledge of the law, particularly the feedback that I'm receiving from all our clients as to how happy they are with the work that you're producing.
1: Our focus is obviously client focus and satisfying the clients first and we'll go
0: from there. Because I think there has been, hasn't there, a bias or a prejudice against suburban firms doing commercial work because people have felt, I think, that to get access to quality commercial advice and representation. You have to go into the city and that's just not the case. I,
1: I don't agree with that. I think that you can get quality advice at Brighton's Lawyers. It's one of the biggest firms in, in Western Sydney. We can provide you with that quality commercial advice.
0: Now we'll go over the areas of commercial law that we deal with, but I think, I think just on that point, we're a suburban firm and we act for primarily a suburban clientele in this area and extending beyond north and south coasts and into regional New South Wales. But we can cater for all commercial requirements whether it be buying and selling of industrial or commercial property or leasing or franchising I mean there's nothing that we can't assist everyday commercial clients with.
1: That's correct we've, we've got a great team of commercial lawyers who can assist with all ranges of, of commercial law. All right
0: um, how long have you been practicing law now?
1: Just under five years now
0: and in all that time doing commercial work?
1: Yeah, yeah, most of the time being in commercial and I just have a little bit of experience in other areas.
0: By choice or did you fall into it? By choice, by it, choice. It's something that interested you?
1: Yes, it, it, it interested me. It, it might sound cliche, but I wanted to sort of help people and I saw an opportunity there in commercial law to assist people. Now,
0: with respect to commercial law, I think it can be distinguished kind of into two branches, so to speak. There's transactional matters and then there's litigation. That's correct. Have you shown a particular interest in one area or you enjoy both? My interest is in transactional matters. I have a
1: colleague who's who's very experienced in litigious matters. So that's where our interests lie and that's how we run our practice.
0: All right. With respect to transactional matters, just for our listeners, that's primarily matters that are transacted, buying and selling of property, buying and selling of businesses, leasing franchising, things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. Litigation is primarily debt recovery, enforcement of contracts obligations and the like. Recently we've been impacted by the pandemic of course and I made mention of that at the outset and I know from discussions with you and others within your team that we have been consulted significantly about the impact that the pandemic has had on contractual obligations of various parties. Can you just give us an overview as to the sort of issues that have arisen by reason of the pandemic? So as you mentioned
1: in relation to contractual issues. Obviously, the pandemic has had an effect on contractual obligations. There's uh, force majeure clauses and, and frustration of contracts that we've had vast majority of inquiries in relation to, and, and that's been significant. Also, in relation to employment law, there's been inquiries in relation to unfair dismissal and employees utilising the stand-down clause. In a lot of cases, the stand-down clause has been incorrectly utilised.
0: All right, well, let's deal firstly with these contractual obligations. You mentioned Force Majeure. It's a very exotic phrase. Mm. But Bryden's Lawyers is also itself involved in a large number of commercial arrangements, sponsorships and the like, and that's something that we've had to give consideration to as well recently. Can you just explain to our listeners what is a force majeure clause? So a force majeure clause essentially is if there is
1: sort of an act of God per se that affects a party's ability to comply with their obligations under the contract, potentially those sort of obligations can be reduced. Obviously, it's sort of necessary to review the contract and get a better understanding of it.
0: Now, in relation to an act of God, though, I suppose there may be an argument as to whether this pandemic was an act of God or not, but we'll leave that to others to decide. And you also mentioned frustration of a contract. Yes. What what does that mean?
1: If there is no force majeure clause in a contract... Potentially, the frustration of contract notion can be utilized. Frustration of contract occurs where there is a significant effect on the potential to deliver the obligations under the contract, whereby making the contract void. Again, it'll have to be assessed, and it is a sort of a sensitive subject and has to be reviewed by a solicitor to sort of come to a conclusion whether the contract can move forward or whether it can be terminated at that point.
0: All right. Now, the other area that you mentioned, of course, it has been. Impacted upon significantly by reason of this pandemic is employment law. Now, we act for both employees and employers, is that correct? That's correct. Now, with respect to employers, we've assisted in the drafting of employment agreements. Yes. And with respect to employees, we've been called upon to advise from time to time on employment agreements, but to also advise in relation to wrongful dismissal or unfair dismissal claims. Have we seen an increase in these sorts of inquiries by reason of this pandemic over the last few months?
1: So, obviously, because of the pandemic, there's been an effect on on businesses. have knowledge of that, and, and employees have tried to save sort of money or, or wages where sort of they can. Whether that's resulted in employees being terminated or stood down unfairly, or there has been an increase in, in that sort of work coming through. So, I think the
0: concern is that some employers have taken advantage, let's say, of the rules regarding the standing down of employees or terminating of employees during this difficult period and that would be most unfortunate. They still have to comply with the provisions of the legislation to make sure that any termination is not unlawful and that's something that we can assist with of course.
1: Yes so obviously the the stand down clause has specific requirements before you can stand someone down. We are able to assist you if you have been stood down or as an employer if you're thinking of standing someone down we can advise you whether it is a valid stand down or or not.
0: One of the other areas I know that we do a lot of work in is debt recovery. Now of course our clients who have businesses are fully au fait with what is involved in the recovery of a debt. You can bring you know recovery proceedings in court bankruptcy proceedings whatever the case might be but i've often heard of people you know ordinary mums and dads who have lent money to friends or family and have had difficulty in recovering those funds who don't necessarily understand that that in itself can constitute a debt recovery claim so just at the most basic level can you just explain to us then what someone could do what options are available to them if they have lent someone money for example and the agreement was that it would be repaid by a certain date and that person has failed to comply what options are available to to that person as you said if there's an agreement made we'd have to
1: have a look at whether it's in writing or it's an oral agreement the options that you have if you have lent someone money and they haven't repaid that money by the due date obviously the first step without going in, into the legal sort of proceedings, issue them with a with a letter of demand. If they don't respond to that, then you'd have to decide. And depending on the amount that's owed and what jurisdiction to, to sort of go to, then you'd have to look at commencing proceedings.
0: Okay, so you commence formal proceedings. Let's assume that you are successful. And if you're with Bryden's Lawyers, there's a very good chance that that would be the case, of course. Then the judgment can be enforced as against the person who owes the money. And there's a number of ways of enforcing a judgment, of course. You
1: can access someone's bank account. It really depends on where the, the assets of that person is. You know, you can get an examination notice and determine what sort, sort of assets that person has and what you can target. So that'll give you an idea.
0: So if the debtor has funds in an account, you can garnish the account or you can levy against property that they may owe. Exactly right. Uh, garnish wages, for example.
1: Exactly right. Oh,
0: so, so look, we, we can assist in many ways if people are owed money and and they wish to to seek to recover those funds, they should come and see us. But we also do, as you say, the transactional matters, the buying, selling of businesses and the like. We do a fair bit of that. Tell I mean, what are the, the pitfalls that someone needs to look out for when buying a business?
1: When buying a business, obviously, you have to do your due diligence first and foremost. It is a significant, obviously, an investment and a significant time in someone's life when they're purchasing a business. We would obviously recommend to do an overview of the financials as well. Um, you can do that with your financial advisor. We can assist with the legal side of things. We can go through the contract, ensure that you know there's no surprises in the contract. We can ensure that there's no charges on the company. or or PPSR issues, you know, we can sort of ensure that it's a smooth transaction
0: and you get clean title to the company. So we make sure that the person receives what they've agreed to purchase, that it's clear of any encumbrances or debts or any potential risk. But often we're asked by clients as to whether we think it's a good idea for them to buy a business. And that puts us in a difficult position, of course, because that's a, a subjective decision. And often we refer these people off to their own financial advisors or their accountants. But many people operate on a gut feel, whether or not you know buying a business might operate to their benefit. It might be an opportunity for them to grow the business or to develop the business in other areas so there is a gray area there isn't there when advising a client on the purchase of a business we can look after all the legals but as to whether it's a good idea or not that really comes down to a decision by the client
1: yeah ultimately in terms of the viability of the business that's that's sort of the client's decision and obviously they'll have to speak to their financial advisors and the like to come to that decision we can assist with the legal side we can ensure that legally the transaction goes through as per agreed between the parties by in terms of having a say on whether the business will be financially successful we can't make that decision for the client.
0: Now with respect to the making of an appointment to see you or one of your team clients can actually access through our website a diary for the purpose of making an appointment at a convenient time we're able to see clients face-to-face if they're comfortable subject to all the COVID protocols but we're doing a lot of zoom conferencing and telephone conferencing at the moment is that right for the client's convenience?
1: Yes so obviously during this coronavirus pandemic we have sort of of offered these zoom conferences and i think they'll continue after you know everything gets back to normal as well i think it's convenient for the client and it provides a sort of a a personal touch as well.
0: Now, I agree with you. I think some of the business practices coming out of this pandemic will remain with us, particularly these Zoom and telephone conferencing and the like, they're just so efficient, isn't they? They save so much time in terms of travel and the like. Absolutely. All right. Now, the question then arises as to why someone would come to Bryden's Lawyers as opposed to another firm. Now, firstly, as I understand it, we do not ask clients for money up front to come and see you or any member of the commercial team.
1: So yeah, we offer uh, initial consultation free of cost.
0: That's not the case with most other firms, is it, with respect to commercial matters? Yes. That's correct. Oh, well, so if someone wants the opportunity to come and get expert legal advice for that initial free consultation, you got to come to Bryden's Lawyers.
1: Absolutely. We pride ourselves on providing the best service at the most cost-effective.
0: Well, as your employer, Omar, and as the principal of Bryden's Lawyers, I'm very happy to hear that. Omar, thank you very much for joining with us today to discuss all things a commercial nature and which would be of interest to our listeners. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Now, I find it a very fascinating area. I mean, I have not delved myself particularly in the commercial areas of practice over the years but I've kept my hand in though and I've got a fair understanding of it and I really do enjoy it. I think it's a growing practice and we look forward to the future in commercial law at Bryden's. I'm glad to hear it. To all our listeners, thank you again for partaking. Now, if you have any particular subject matter or topic that you would like us to discuss, please email us directly at lawpod at brydens.com.au and do not forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, which includes Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I don't think we've done TikTok as yet, but we may be looking at it. So tune in again next week for another special guest and another interesting subject matter. So uh, again, thank you to all for listening.